When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so, I mean, this is, like, really professional stuff. That's how we uh, edit our stuff together. <laughs> Let you guys peek behind the behind the curtains. But I, so we talked a little bit about the the deep end. It's called the deep end, right? That pot, or that um, Teal Swan. documentary about Teal Swan. Yeah. And the thing is, that, the thing that I always realize when I'm watching these shows about uh about cults is that like for the first two episodes I'm like yeah I don't see anything wrong with this <laughs> what's wrong what's happening here I believe in a lot of like the bullshit about positive thinking and not being a victim and this and that and then that show just totally unraveled and then all of a sudden this chick is like telling like asking people why they're still alive what the fuck she's crazy um Okay, so that's the thing about her because half of the stuff that she says is actually somewhat good advice. So I obviously mm-hmm. went on this huge entire fucking Teal Swan deep dive. I The, the content that I absorbed, Teal Swan content I absorbed within <laughs> so like a week was insane. Every single podcast that had anything remotely close to her, I listened to everything. And the guy that did the actual The Gateway podcast on her, the whole series... Uh, He did a bunch of interviews about his research and stuff because he actually went to Costa Rica and went to her treatment thing, which you see on the documentary. And he talks about that. And that's what he says as well. He says that when people ask him what his takeaway is from her, if he if he buys into it or not, he says that that's the thing, because some of the things she says are like, that's actually some inspirational shit. Like she'll say to you, like, uh, what would somebody who loves themselves do? What would they do today? And I'm like, that's actually amazing advice for someone who's having a hard time getting through some shit. But however, this whole uh, your parents molested you and you just don't remember it and you can't talk to them ever again. Like, that's the craziest (laughs) shit ever. Like when she starts talking about um, when she starts convincing people that they have these repressed memories of awful abuse, that is very sick very sick that is the craziest part i think of the whole thing and she tells this elaborate crazy story about how she was like a a sacrificial like satan sacrifice or something she is batshit crazy that woman is insane but yeah they they can't just be crazy from from day one from You know, they have to have something to pull you in that is exciting, that makes you feel like they're going to be teaching you something or you're going to be bettering yourself. They can't just like come out the gate with the crazy shit. Mm -hmm. But as you get entangled into it and then all of a sudden you think that you were beaten as a child, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 
it's the same they everything has the same practice right like there's that podcast a little bit culty and it's about the couple that met in nexium and then right. kind of escaped together so i listened to their teal swan episode and then i also listened to an episode that they did i think i sent it to you it was a girl who was part of the twin flames universe she wasn't on the podcast twin flames at all but she was just uh-huh. a, a victim to uh dan and Shaleen or whatever their names are and um yeah she uh she talks about it and it's the same thing she said that she felt lost and that she wanted to find somebody who was her partner which is their kind of thing and then they get you to buy all these insane packages and you're stuck you're stuck most people like most people want you to most people want to be loved and they want to find they have this idea and this belief in soulmates and you know we've talked about that a hundred times like I don't believe in soulmates I used to I don't anymore I think you can love anyone I can choose to go across the street and meet my neighbor and choose to fall in love with them no matter who they are a hundred percent couples that have been together for like you know 20 30 years etc they're not yeah they're not together because everything is fucking perfect and that they're they were soulmates they're together because they both choose to they did the to work. do it and to work on it yeah it's exactly. it's so true it's so true relationships are so fucking hard man like Love is a choice every single day. Mm-hmm. I uh, So for 4th of July, we have this huge block party. And we went and there was like hundreds of our neighbors. It was so much fun. And I definitely drank too much. And um, I was not like at my best. <laughs> and we came home and I was like super emotional and I'm like sitting on the floor talking to my husband and like crying to him with like my mascara streaming down my face and it's so ridiculous and it's like and he's just you know and I I the reason I get upset is because I grew up with just my grandmother raising me and she was never an emotional person like I can't tell you like she never like hugged me or kissed me or told me she loved me like that just wasn't there so and then I grew up and I still wanted to find that in a partner and I fell in love with Ryan and he's the same way he's not like an emotional over-the-top person he shows his love in other ways he shows his love by buying us a beautiful home and you know, and working hard to support us and having a great career. And like, that's how he shows his love. But it's not always like holding my hand and cuddling and, you know, saying nice things. And that's, I chose to marry him. So I have to figure out a way to love myself enough to know that I don't have to get it from him. But of course, like I'm drunk and I'm crying and my makeup is streaming down my face. And I'm like, I just want you to like love me and da 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 da. And and so like you have to make that choice. Like, do I love him enough that I can handle not getting the physical affection and understanding that he shows love in another way? That's a choice that I have to make every day. And then yesterday he came home from the store with flowers. So I thought that was really sweet too. But like, that's a good example of he saw something that was hurting me and he made an effort to comfort me in that, even though maybe it makes him feel uncomfortable to have to look for flowers or something. So, but it's, yeah, like, you know, it's very much relationships like relationships is just hard work. <clears throat> 
Yeah, it's very much like the the love languages thing. Like, I fucking hate that mm-hmm. bullshit. I I think a lot of those qui- <laughs> those quizzes are bullshit. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I do find little like truths in it though, because yeah. like like you said, somebody's love language could be like small gestures like that, like bringing me flowers. Somebody else could feel loved in a completely different way like oh I want somebody that'll like laugh with me like I I do kind of like see it a little bit I don't think it's you know five things and it's this one specific thing but I do think that we all like feel it in different ways I agree I think that the five love languages is just made to appeal to a broad audience so they try to simplify it as much as possible but um and I think it's I think it's important in your relationship and in your love to love the person the way they feel loved not the way you feel loved so I may like try to love on my husband and cuddle him or kiss him or hold his hand well that makes him uncomfortable like he's not into that that's not his thing but if he comes home and I like vacuumed the house and I made dinner and I like made an effort to make things nice for him when he came home that is how he feels loved he feels loved in like a clean space and feeling at home after a stressful day so even though I may want the hugs and kisses I know that that's not what how he feels love so I have to adjust and that's what it's all about you don't have to take the quiz and all of that everybody knows what makes them feel good um and you just kind of have to adapt but it's all part of choosing to love someone Mm -hmm. that's it you can love anyone I could fall in love with Justine I do love Justine (laughs) I'm not a lesbian, but I do love Justine. You, you could and be, And I though. could. I could be. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> if I, if I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not, but I could fall in love with you if I chose to. I could. I do love you. I think you're beautiful. Thank you. And funny and wonderful. Maybe I am in love with you. I don't know. Maybe we just uncovered oh, something. The, t- the Tito's. <laughs> the Tito's is kicking in already. The Tito's is in. Um, <laughs> my one shot of in my cup. Yeah. So before we started uh, recording, we talked a bit about like our TV rewatches. So and I said yes. I'm doing my like a hundred, not a hundredth, probably like third or fourth rewatch of Friday Night Lights, which obsessed because it's like two of my favorite things football and teenage drama combined well and it's so underrated I swear it's underrated because people don't talk about Friday Night Lights like it was they did when it was on and then once it went away it never it I think so because I didn't watch it when it was originally on but I remember like constantly hearing about it in like you know teen gossip magazines and stuff that I had at the time Okay, maybe it was bigger than I remember it being. Like, it made Minka Kelly a star. Like, that was her first. Oh, I love her. She's adorable. That was her first She's really so role. Uh, yeah. Zach Guilford, that was his first, like, big role. Yep. Uh, child, uh, Kyle Chandler, who is fucking sexy as hell, won, like, a million yeah. Emmys for it. So Yeah, and, and Tammy. His wife, Tammy. Connie Britton, who she... Connie Britton. She's also in Friday Night Lights, the movie, which came first. Mm. And she plays the coach's wife as well. The coach, uh, it's Billy Bob Thornton who plays the coach in the movie. And uh, the the, movie is so good, too. Yeah. Buddy Garrity is also in the movie. The same, the same actor. Okay. I should watch, I should rewatch the movie, too. I haven't seen the movie since it first came out. The movie is a lot more directly about football. 
rather than yeah. the show that has all this time to like do all these the relationships yeah storyline yeah. bullshit I want to read the book too because it, it all started from a book so oh yeah. I didn't know that okay well I uh listened to total request podcast last week and they were talking about the the uh pilot episode of my so-called life I never watched my so-called life so I listened to the podcast I kind of did things backwards and then I watched the episode and I liked it and so I watched another one and I ended up being like four episodes deep I'm gonna finish that season and I'm actually surprised that that show didn't continue on. I think they only have like one or two seasons, right? Maybe two seasons. So that to me was one of those shows that I never watched like all the way through. I But when it was, they used to show reruns of it all the time and I would put it on if it was on. But um, I, yeah, I've never done like a full rewatch of that. I feel like it's a cult classic, but it really didn't get any attention when it was on it's just like freak it's freaks and geeks it where it's like it's such, such an incredible show why didn't it get more than one season and people don't appreciate it until it's like gone type of All-star thing star cast and it's been around for 25 that years, show made all of those people it. fucking stars screw friday yeah. night lights that's those Even are where Seth the real Rogen stars was are at. on that oh i rewatched. i watched the pilot i didn't i didn't watch it when it was on but i did watch the pilot maybe a year or so ago and I was like oh my god Seth Rogen is this like isn't James Franco in it James Franco Busy Phillips I hate Busy Phillips do you like Busy Phillips I hate her uh I don't have an opinion on her I don't love her I don't care for her enough to like her or to not like her (laughs) she so she had a um uh like a late night tv show a couple years ago and it was so awful. I remember because I rem- I remember e. the Bella Twins were on it because a their shows on E as well and B they went to the same high school as her and when they were oh. on the show, they're like those types of celebrities that think that they're more famous than they are and they like hype up who, whatever celebrity they're like talking to to get them to like them more yeah. you know what I mean and they were like oh my god you graduated like four years before us and like all anyone ever talked about was how cool it was that you went to our high school and it was just like really cringy but yeah I remember her well, uh, she was her on Dawson's show. Creek so she was probably huge which was huge when she was probably in high school mm. um Dawson's Creek is another good one, but it's so cheesy. Oh my God. I did watch I did another one. I didn't watch while it was on. I watched it a few years ago. Actually, probably about 10 years ago, now that I'm thinking of it. I did a full watch. And um, Dawson's Creek is like one of the cheesiest shows ever, but it was so fun to watch. I wasn't a Dawson head. You weren't a Dawson head? <laughs> Have you ever watched it? Um... I, I don't I don't think I've seen an episode at all. Okay. I've it's I've listened to noise. obviously Amanda and Jody's episodes that they did on it. And I remember yeah. James Vanderbeek was in that show, uh Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. One of the all time best fucking sitcoms ever made. Another good that one. That totally was like short underrated. Yeah. Yeah, I think it had two seasons, something like that. That was it's another on one that, yeah, I never Hulu. heard of it. And then it was on Netflix randomly and I was looking for something to watch. And I was like, 
the fuck is this show? This was like years ago, uh-huh. and I just like binged it all in like two days. I did watch Don't Trust the Bee. I watched that live while it was on, um, and then I rewatched also. But fucking Kristen Ritter is so fantastic and underrated and funny and smart. Um, I think that she really got some recognition when she was on Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. But she's so fantastic. And then um, James Vanderbeek as himself in that show is amazing. I fell in love with him on that show because he is so funny and self-deprecating. He's amazing. Yeah, he's good. He has like a, I think they have like six kids or something. He and his wife. They've been together forever and have a bunch of kids. My favorite is in the first scary movie when, uh, my God, I... <laughs> I can't think of the characters names. Cindy and uh, Bobby, yeah, her Cindy. boyfriend, when they're when they're doing their whole like heavy makeup thing and they're playing the I don't want to wait. And then he comes oh, up God. through the window and he's like, oh, sorry, wrong set. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Scary Movie since it first came out in the movie theater. So that was like I, 2000. Girl, I watch those like at least once a year. Those and the Austin really? Power movies. Yes. I just don't really think they're funny. That's not my type of See, humor. See, I, I, I do. Because I'm, I'm a fucking idiot, so. I'm not, like, yeah, I'm not into stuff like that. I like more of, like, a dark humor that's not really in your face. Mm-hmm. A subtle humor. Right. That's kind of what I like. So. I like dark, yeah. I, I like dark comedy, too, a lot. Mm-hmm. I like everything, really. But, yeah. With, with the parody movies, I feel like there's a line that's drawn with them. Like, uh. Any, like, Wayne's Brother parody movie is always fucking incredible. So, like, the yeah. first, like, scary movies, um, Fifty Shades of Black, fucking oh, hilarious. Uh, what's it called? I want to say it's called. They did that Haunted House one. Yes. I was going to say that one. The Paranormal Activity one. I only watched, like, five minutes so of that. So funny. I couldn't get through it. <laughs> I, I guess I like the Wayne's Brothers, but, Yeah. I just, I feel like those movies, they just milk them for every last cent that they can get out of, like, the scary movies. Didn't they make, like, six scary movies or something? Yeah. Crazy. It was really, like, the first three that were incredible, maybe the first four, but yeah. Oh, wasn't the second one where they were in that mansion and they had the guy with, like, the little hand? Yeah. My germs. <laughs> <laughs> he said something about, you get my strong hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's like all I remember about that. And that Anna Ferris had black hair. What do you think yeah. about Anna Ferris? Do you think she's like off? Like weird? Yes. I do too. Uh she she talks about that though. I see, it comes up on my TikTok and then do you ever get those Facebook videos that was like this celebrity's breakup and then they'll play like the really dark music in the background and yes, make it seem like yes. a, something dark happened and it's about like her and chris Pratt. yes yeah. and she talks about her struggles being in hollywood how like she doesn't think that anyone likes her and she doesn't feel like she fits in or anything even though like but she, she had like the biggest where she has other celebrities coming on every single week for years to come to her house and talk to her yeah exactly so what are you talking about i don't know i don't really know too much about her her. I remember watching her on Ellen 
when she was still with Chris Pratt and the whole interview was just about like how good of a guy he is like she's like oh like he'll show up on my set even though he worked all day and he'll bring me flowers just to do that da 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 and it was like and then they got divorced like literally a couple months after that it was announced like well that's like what we say like the the more you brag about your relationship the more shit's going on underneath the surface exactly I think she's say that all the time I think she's fucking hilarious I love her movies uh her in the Key and Peele movie, Keanu, her her little scene was the best part. Um, and I loved her in Entourage, too. Oh, my God, too. TV show Mom? Yeah, she's her great. TV show Mom, Mom is, is a great show. Um, yeah. Her, her part, she played herself on Entourage. E dated her for a little bit. God, I love Entourage. That's and another show that I will watch over and over one again. Of, one of my, that's like top three my favorite so shows good. ever um but so yeah I, I love her but I just don't like I love her movies and her as an actress I just don't really like know too much about her personal life to like judge if I think she's a kook or not <laughs> <laughs> sorry bless you do. anyways oh thank you um I was gonna say I think she's really 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 insecure and um that's definitely off-putting for a lot of people. I used to love her podcast. I used to listen to it every week. But I just felt like there was so... She just seemed so depressed. And she just seemed like she really didn't like herself at all. And that's hard to listen to as a listener. Like, life is... That's why this show is about nothing. Like, life is dark enough and hard enough that you don't... You want to escape that. When yeah. You listen to something. <laughs> You don't just want to sit and listen to someone else's insecurities like when yours are going through your own head all day, every day. So I haven't listened in a long time to her podcast. I don't even know if she's still doing her podcast anymore. I know she stopped for a little while. I have no idea. Yeah, I never I never listened to it. Some of it was good. She had some good guests on there. But I think she stopped for a little while. I mean, I've never even been to L.A., but I read all the time about how dark Los Angeles is and how, like, the energy there is super dark and how, like, people leave and they feel like they become completely different people or vice versa. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely all my places to go. I definitely want to go to West Hollywood and go to Sur. And uh, you've never been to Hollywood before? No, that's what I said. I've never been to L.A. You've never been to L.A.? Have you been to any part of California? No, I've never been to the West Coast at all. Oh, God. All right, we're going. So she did start doing her podcast again. Her most recent guest was Neve Shulman on the 4th of July. Boring. I listen to that. I, lo- I love him. I'm not a Neve head. I I used to be in I used to be I used to like be obsessed with catfish I'm a catfish head I used to be a huge catfish head and then it just got like when people say like teen mom or Jersey Shore family vacations too much I think catfish is too much um catfish hasn't been good in years I still have watched that one episode episode. you told me about that we recapped was I'm pretty sure you told me about that like the very first time Mm. we ever recorded together which is pretty funny um, oh yeah, but yeah, that episode was knocking futs. The rest of it, it was insane. The rest of it, it's just like kind of, it's like so fake. Like 
we all know how to reverse image search somebody. We all know how to Google somebody. You don't need Neve. You're clearly just doing this for the show. Yeah, you just want to be on TV. Yeah, Do you remember the when they it's... had the season when Max first left with the celebrity guest and MGK was one of the celebrity guests and he yeah, like yelled he at the girl? He's like, it's Father's yeah. Day, man. I could have been with my daughter. It's like, oh my God. I, I keep forgetting he has a kid. I yeah, fucking hate I remember him. that. I remember that. Um, they were like desperately searching for a new... Um, desperately seeking, seek, searching. I think I'm getting a little tipsy now for a new co-host. Uh, I loved. I like, liked Max. On the, he on the most. Oh, I love Max. He the he left to, to direct. Things. He directed that movie. Um, the DJ movie we was like, we are your friends, and it failed fucking miserably. Do you remember? I how- liked it though. It failed, yeah, but I liked it. Okay, the song Blackout that they did for that soundtrack, I still listen to once a day. That's like my hype song. Yeah, yeah and you know what? The, that's funny because Ryan and I were watching Catfish recently, and I was like, oh, yeah, like we were talking about how much we miss, uh, we miss seeing Max on there. And so I was like, yeah, he left to direct this movie years ago, and then I think he's been directing movies and stuff. And my husband's like... I don't, I don't think I, I don't know anything that he's directed. And so I looked up his IMDb and he literally has like done nothing. It really surprised me. It's like, what have you been doing all this time? Yeah, because he, he did that movie. He had at the time, she still is, but at the time, Emily Ratajkowski was everywhere. She was in the Entourage movie around the same time. Zac Efron, one of the biggest fucking uh, teen idols. With what's his face. Like yeah. he had, he had everything. He had an incredible fucking soundtrack. Everything handed to him, and that movie still sucked. Like I know it's not entirely his fault. He was just the director of it, but at the same time, that's not a good note to start off on. So I'm not surprised. Right. I'm not surprised at all that he hasn't done anything else. Actually, he did some docu. Everything he's done, other than We Are Your Friends, is a documentary short. When it comes to directing, so he should have just stayed on Catfish, dude, because he was he, made, he, he was perfect so for that money. show because he was the motherfucker. Yeah. That, like Neve was the nice guy, and he was the one that like called the them out cop. on their shit. So that's why yeah. it worked so well. So like everything he's done from two thousand eight, he did one, two, three, four, five, four video documentary shorts. One about education, one about immigration, one about water. Boring. That was in 2008. Yeah, 2009 Atomic Alert documentary short. It's all documentary shorts up until We Are Your Friends. And then after that, two more documentary shorts, one in 2017, one in 2019. And then a documentary called 15 Minutes of Shame in 2021. That is all of his credits on IMDb as a director. What? Producer, 12 credits. Most of it's the same thing. He produced one episode of Catfish. <laughs> and then all the same the same video documentary shorts that he was directing, he was also serving as producer on. So, like, what the fuck have you been doing, Max Joseph? Because why did you leave us? I don't know. You left us for What? Yeah, for what? Nothing. Um, okay, so I'm almost, I have like one more sip left of this Juicy Shore drink. And um, it tastes like fruit punch. 
like a okay. you know like a little fruit punch to go or something that you'd have as a kid that's literally exactly what it tastes like like a little box a box yes in a good way in a good way so if you like the taste of those and you want to get drunk i mean fuck i don't drink anymore so i'm feeling this already but like (laughs) you're tipsy already it's five percent that's like the same as a white claw so yeah because like a bud light whatever platinum or something is six percent so well there you go yeah so like what the i'm upset with max joseph like why would you leave cow even if you even if you just half-assed your job for the last 10 years, 9 years, 8 years, you could have made so much money. Maybe him and Neve had a low-key falling out because Neve was the star. Neve was more than likely making at least double what fucking uh, Max was making. Because, I don't know because like Max doesn't seem like the kind of guy that Oh my god! The limelight. <laughs> once again, I just said. Once again, it proves you like look at oh, you reality. Think that he's more into the limelight than yes. I, I did honestly. So. One thing that I've learned about public figures and everything from like po- probably like the last few years I've been podcasting is that literally nobody is a nice person. Like. The human ego cannot take the amount of, like, fame and all that stuff that gets into your head when you become a famous person. And, like, yeah, he was fucking, like, D-list, but Catfish was a huge show. And MT- yeah. and people who watch MTV are, like, fucking psycho-ass people like me. So I I don't know. I just feel like the human ego can't take that. And some people are better at dealing with it than others are. See, I'm trying to find. Yeah, everything that I'm seeing says he left to make movies. He did one movie. Fuck him. He's missing out. Like, Neve Shulman has made so much money on this show. And like you said, do you remember when he got me too? All you have to do is Google shit. Yeah. But then didn't they drop all that shit? Yes. I remember watching the YouTube video of the girl and she was like filming the show or whatever. And she said that he like came to her hotel room in the middle of the night or some shit. Didn't she totally seem full of shit though? I know believe women and 90% of the time I do. But her story didn't really make any sense. I don't. Th- I don't think we always have to believe women. I. D- I don't mm. want to say that. You know. Oh no no no. I. I, I think that I it goes by that. each individual circumstance. I don't think you should believe any anything all the time, like any man, any woman. Anything. There's a there's a wrestler that I used to really like. He was so good. His name in WWE at least was Enzo Amore. And he was like, he was so fun because he came out and he had like this whole entire spiel similar to like how The Rock did, how like every word he said, everyone would know all the words. And it was like a big thing. He was like that, like he was a fun person. And uh, what happened with him was like when all the Me Too stuff was going on, somebody said that like they were in a hotel room with him and he, you know, did stuff with them. And it was never proven if it like actually happened or not but they fired him and 
you know, he's just been like on the independent scene since, but uh, that always kind of broke my heart because it was like, yeah, I get where WWE is coming from. They're a PG company and most of their wrestlers are fucked up. They got to like keep their fucked up guys to a minimum, I guess. But I always just felt like, oh, but it was never proven. And this girl could have literally ruined his career just because like for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, and it's not fair to automatically cancel or automatically fire someone without having, like, the whole story. You have to hear both sides of the story before you can make an educated decision. And the only person that's going to know what really happened, there's two people that will know what really happened, and that's just the people that were there. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have lost their careers. Remember the Aziz Ansari thing where Mm -hmm. the girl basically just said, like, when I listened to the whole story or read the whole story, I was like, so you basically had a bad date? Like, (laughs) you had a bad date. Wasn't his whole thing, like, uh, he went down on her and she didn't want him to or something like that. But she said he could or she didn't tell him he couldn't or she basically just, like, Never told him no. It was very and then gray. Wrote this whole story about it. It wasn't black and white. But I did go yeah. to see his stand up live. Um, oh yeah, did he talk about it? Was it after no, that? No, but it was right after that. It was like I don't know. Um, my friend who I went with actually listens to this podcast, so hi. And uh, hey. he'll he'll fucking message me and be like, "This is when it was." But anyways, <laughs> um, it it was very shortly after. It was like a month or two after. I don't know, but um. I remember it was like, like, I remember that was in my head and I was wondering if he was going to mention it and they didn't let you bring your cell phones in at all. Like you had to leave your cell phone with coat check. Yeah. And I remember he had a bit in his stand up about that and he was like, oh, uh, is anybody here like upset that they had to leave their their phones at coat check? And one girl like put up her hand and he's like, let me guess, you have a baby. <laughs> and the girl was like, yeah, I do. Actually, I have yeah, a newborn. Have a and, he, and he was like, how the fuck did I know? And I forget what he said, but he made fun of her. But yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, is he going to bring that up? But he didn't. But uh yeah. It would be so hard like for me not to bring something like that up because you know everybody wants to talk about it. Um I liked what Bill Cosby like, did when the people like got up in the middle of his show and he was like don't leave your drinks there. <laughs> oh my god. This was like before his court case or he got convicted or anything. Before he got in trouble and anything? <laughs> yeah. He said a lot of like shady fucking shit in his comedy for years before anyone even revealed what he was doing it was there it was all there like right for everyone to see and people sat and laughed about it and it was true it's crazy oh shit um i was also gonna say like i don't want to i don't want to like bring this down but like i always get upset when people go on and on about how great kobe was because kobe bryant yeah. Um. Because there was some problematic shit with him as well. He raped that girl in Cal in Colorado. Like, okay, so what's the story with that? You know, I it, okay, once, it's the, it's the exact same this- thing as any other professional athlete, though. Like in the, uh, in the United States, more than any other country, professional athletes are worshipped to a level. 
especially yes. football players. That's why fucking OJ Simpson got off. I don't fucking care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, oh yeah, it's exactly. it's just exactly one of those things. Off. It's it's what's it's literally what's going on right now with Deshaun Watson. He should not. I don't know who that is, but I don't know sports. So tell me what happened. Okay, so Deshaun Watson was a quarterback for Houston. And basically all these girls came out. So there was 24, I believe, cases against him. Girls saying that he did stuff to them. And he was a free agent this offseason. And the Cleveland Browns picked him up. So they gave him a new contract. They're, They're willingly giving him millions of dollars, even though he had like 24 cases against him. Um, they they had settled like 22 out of those 24 and people are like remember anybody that has to settle 22 cases is not fucking innocent you know so it there's just like this whole controversy with him and everything and it, it basically it seems like yes he will still get the chance to play in the NFL and make stupid amounts of money even though he did all that he it, it's clear that he did all this stuff um so yeah. so the Kobe stuff you know it's like any other athlete you know nobody talks about the bad stuff that they did yeah it, it's frustrating because like you said like that's why OJ got off that's why I mean so many people get away with so much shit just depending on who they are and um you know, I'd have to send you some different articles, but after he died, I didn't really know about this case until he died. And there were some people that were saying, oh, like, let's not forget what he did. And so what I did is I kind of went down this rabbit hole about this, you know, alleged rape incident in Colorado. Um, and this was years ago. This was 2003 when some of these uh, articles came out. But I made sure to read... Uh, surreality, we're talking about Kobe Bryant and how people just tend to forget about the awful things that people do after they die. Um, Which, hi, by the way, I, I'm recording with her. Hey. La- I'm recording with her later if we're still on. I was going to ask if you guys had recorded your episode yet because I kept checking the feed to see if it was in there. No, and, and it's... I also wanted to ask you to be on my show. So let me know if you want to do that. I think that'd be really fun. <coughs> I love your show. You guys have to go to Surreality Podcast and listen to that she does these amazing recaps of the surreal life show which are so much fun to listen which to. by like, the way i'm excited classic reality there i'm excited so to good. talk about the new one that hasn't come out yet uh mm. because lana from wwe is gonna be on it and i'm fucking excited I- when she was talking about that i was like oh my god there's a wrestler on there justine must be so fucking excited like i yeah i got excited for you um, but yeah, basically, I'd have to send you some some uh, articles about this, but I did a lot of reading, a lot of different sources, a lot of different articles, and it was really upsetting to read what had happened and the fact that you can just pay someone to go away. And actually, this woman was a victim, so her name was not supposed to be leaked, and her name was linked leaked by the news. And... Then she started getting death threats and she was afraid for her life because everyone was threatening her because she was accusing Kobe Bryant of um, of this rape allegation. And she was so afraid that she ended up settling out of court, which I think is what happens a lot of times with victims. Just because you settle out of court does not mean that you just wanted the money 
and you're just going to take the money and run. Sometimes you just want it to be over. It's a nightmare. You're reliving it all the time. Do you really want to go to court and talk about it? I don't think over and over again. People who don't watch sports realize how fucking crazy sports fans are like especially football fans more than anything else like people will literally fucking stab you over like it like i'm not even joking like it's some fucked up shit so and she's only 19 years old so to be so young and be receiving death threats and afraid for your life because you spoke out about something that happened to you um the amount of detail and the, all the different articles that I read, I couldn't help but believe her. It just seemed very legitimate, and only two people will would ever know that truth. But like you said before, when you have 25 people, when you have 50 people all saying the same thing about you, it's hard to ignore that. It's hard to call them all fame seekers or liars. And, and you know, what kind of fame are you getting anyways? Most of the time, people are just going to call you a slut or a liar or a fame Yeah, whore, you're getting more you're hate money. than you are love. Yeah, you're getting 90% more hate than you are support and love. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's not a, I don't imagine it's a fun position to be in. But yeah, you definitely have to, when you have a lot of people that are saying the same thing, you definitely have to look into that. You can't ignore that. Ugh. I mean, that's how the Bill Cosby thing was. Before things were even really out there in the news that much, all these women were saying the same things. And then they were saying, oh, they must have gotten together and talked about it and come up with their story. It's like, is that a possibility? Sure. We don't know. We don't know. But I don't even know how we got on that. I yeah. I took it there. I mean, Anyways. yeah, going back to Friday so Night who, Lights, people worship uh, athletes. Yes, it's definitely. And I can say that for sure because I lived in Tennessee in high school and football is. So you lived I mean, Friday watching, Night Lights. Yeah, watching that show was actually really interesting to watch because that is how it is. When there's football games, basketball g- games, whatever, that small town shuts down. Oh, yeah. People like the players are like they're close. All stars. Like it's crazy. Um, Yeah. All the little local shops and restaurants are closed. They're at the game. Oh, yeah. That's how it is. It is. It was so fun, though. Some of the best memories of my life. That's how it is in Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo is very small town football. Like that city on Sundays that the Bills play, everything is closed because every single person is watching the Bills. Um, that's fun though yeah uh what was i gonna say oh there was this reality show on netflix uh Uh they took it off which pisses me off and there were only three seasons there was supposed to be more but then COVID happened um it was called qb1 beyond the lights and it was about high school football players um quarterbacks obviously and their journey to like getting scouted to like college And a lot of them played in these like super small towns where like people were asking for their autographs after games and stuff like that. And like it showed their home life and everything. It was like the real Friday Night Lights, if you will. And it was so fucking good. Uh, One of the guys from the first season ended up being like a backup on the Bills, which is hilarious. He only lasted like one season, though. He never actually played. And uh, but yeah, it, it was that was such a fucking good show. One of the guys had like such an ego. And it was like, oh, God. But yeah, anyways. I wish I got to experience that, though. Like, like, 
It was fun. I think about really that. Fun. I'm like, I'm like, what would I be like in a in a like alternative reality where like I grew up in Dillon, Texas, and like I that was my life. So many amazing <laughs> memories of living in a small town in Tennessee when I was going to high school. Like, we would have parties, but we would have cabin parties. So somebody would rent a cabin up in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, and we'd have tons of kids there, like drinking and listening to like. Um, Willie Nelson and shit like that. It was like so much fucking fun. Um, there was a time that we set up like a 10 person tent in the, in like a dried up riverbed with a bunch of our friends and like drank beer and spent the night. Like so much fun. We had, um, we had bonfires and there were football games. Like it was, it's really great to look back on that. You just can't get that kind of, of teen, memories just anywhere that's something that just comes with like living in the country which was so much fun yeah like my my school had sports obviously but like come on it was not not, the same. not even like 10 percent of what high right. school football is like it's it's nothing and high it's also crazy how how high school football is televised and how like i can fucking watch games from here in Canada like it's insane to think that you're a high school player and that many people are watching you like I remember on this show I was just talking about QB1 and the first season uh Flavor Flav was in it because they were at the championship game and Flavor Flav was a fan of this high school team what is that about oh that's about high school football players yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay um well, I was going to say, I never really was super into sports or anything. I did enjoy going to the basketball and football games. But in, you need in, uh, to because Russell Wilson just, that's the biggest trade of this season. Like, that's a huge deal. Sierra is going to be living near you. That's crazy. <laughs> I legitimately, <coughs> legitimately think that I'm going to become a sports fan, and this is why. So the abs won the Stanley Cup this year and it has been like 22 years or something since the, they last won it was an awesome season and typically you would not see me watching I I don't know anything about hockey nor do I watch it but I work at a sports bar and we watch it there and so on the nights of the playoffs that I would be working we would be showing it and our community is like so into the abs and so excited to be in the playoffs and it was a blast being surrounded by people that were so excited about what was happening and just like ringing the bell when we scored and people cheering and people like oh man the atmosphere the excitement of it was so much fun that I'm like I think I'm gonna be a hockey fan I don't know how this happened but that was so fun and electrifying I'm like I can a thousand percent see why people love sports even though I never really cared about it. But the atmosphere, I think it's all about the atmosphere for sure. Okay, this makes me laugh really hard because uh, obviously that's like amazing. And I totally like the feeling of when your team wins big is like huge, especially when you're watching it somewhere like that. But it just makes me laugh because there's so many more downs than there are ups. Like what you experienced is such a rare occasion. Unless you're yeah. a Boston fan, because Boston always wins everything all the time, so fuck them. But yeah, uh, what I experienced was definitely a high. But yeah, I mean, I started to tear up 
at the end when they were like, you know, you do where they all shake each other's hands and everything, congratulate each other. And then um, they were speaking about it and they got to like skate around with the cup. And I literally was tearing up and starting to cry. And like I knew nothing about these players. I knew nothing about this sport, but I just knew these people have probably paid, played hockey since they were two years old, since they could walk. And they've worked for this their entire life. And they accomplished this amazing thing that most people will never even come close to accomplishing and got a huge win for their state that hasn't happened in decades. And all of that, I got the chills and I just started to tear up. And I'm like, I understand why people love this so much. They love it. And now I see why. Yeah, for sure. The only one So of, we need to go to a football game together. That would be a lot of fun. The only one of my teams that has actually won anything. Uh, trying to think. Definitely only like the Raptors, which was like cool. But uh, I, I kind of was expecting them to win, to be honest. So I didn't like cry or anything. But I went to the parade and that was like... One of the fucking coolest things ever. There were like three million people or something crazy at the parade. But um, that's awesome. I mean, the Blue Jays won the World Series when I was like two. So that doesn't count because I don't remember it, obviously. <sighs> if the Blue Jays won the World Series, I'd probably cry. If the Bills won the Super Bowl, like I, I could honestly cry just thinking about it. One of the only times Aww. I've ever cried in sport probably the only time I've ever cried in sports was this past season when they lost the game to Kansas City because anybody who watched that game how fucking toe-to-toe it was and how the Bills like if the only reason they lost was because they lost the fucking coin toss at overtime and like how heartbreaking that was like that was the only time I ever like cried at a loss but yeah the Bills have never won the Super Bowl ever in the history of the Buffalo Bills so if they won this, and That's they're crazy. their number one pick to win it this year. So if they win it, uh, you won't hear from me for at least a week. Like <laughs> I will, I will be on. I will go MIA. Like you will not hear from me. And actually, because you can see me, uh, I got a Josh Allen poster on the weekend, and I put it up. <laughs> oh hey, see. That's another thing when we're showing yeah. sports. I'm like, oh, my God, there's so many hot athletes, like especially baseball players. Oh, God. So many hot baseball Oh, yeah. I'm like, oof. Girl. So sexy. So many I'm, hot I'm a athletes. fan. I'm a sports fan now. <laughs> that's, that's part of the fun of watching it. Yeah. Just so much eye candy. Well, I want to ask you, I have some new podcasts to recommend, and I wanted to know if you had any new ones. Okay. But okay, so this last week or so, I've been on a kick where I've been wanting to listen to horror movie podcasts. And I told you an idea. I texted you that we should have an extra Patreon tier or something with a name Mm -hmm. for horror movies. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it, though, because we might want to use it. But so I've been on this kick with horror movie recap or rating shows. So horror movie club. I like that one. It's a little bit more chill. I have to tell you, my favorite one that I have found recently is pretty big and popular, and I never knew until I was looking for horror podcasts. It's called Nightmare on Film Street, and it's a couple. They do it together, 
but they are so passionate about it. They get so pumped and so excited talking about their favorite horror movies. It is so fun to listen to because so many of them are just like a couple of dudes like, yeah, you know, I thought that this was good. The cinematography was cool. Like, <laughs> like no. sloppy They're horror. like, they're like, and then this thing came out and it was like, fuck you. And then she just like started beating him up or they, they're talking about like the masks on um, people in the purge and like how badass the masks were. And like, they're just so enthusiastic and excited about it. So I love their podcast, Nightmare on Film Street, tons of great horror movie episodes, great show. Um, there's one that I have not listened to that I subscribe to, but it's Pod Meets World, and that is uh, Ryder Strong, Will Fidel, and Danielle Fischel from Boy Meets World wa- re-watching the Boy Meets World episodes and podcasting about it. I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't know if it's trash or not. I assume it's not. Um, sloppy horror. You told me I still love that. We talked about surreality podcast. Of course, we love that. Uh, let's see. Of course, like total request podcast goes and, without uh, saying. We love to hate TV. We love to hate everything. All that good stuff. I swear there was another one that I wanted to talk about. But that's mostly what I've been listening to. I've been going back to the old episodes, uh, going just through their their uh, past episodes oh recently the let's see so the behind the blinds or beyond the blinds Mm -hmm. podcast they recently did an episode with the hollywood raw podcast and that's two guys that used to work for tmz that have their own show now that was a really good episode i love their show regardless but they did a, a combo episode together so that was really good so those are my podcast recommendations. You got anything for me? Um. Well, my Spotify is on my phone, and that's what I'm. And you're on your phone. Look at, looking looking on, but of? um, I love obviously Amanda and Jody. We talk about them every single episode, and all of their yeah. content is always hysterical. Especially if you've been such a long time listener of them, like the yes. two of us have. It's like. Uh, their so like evolution together is so uh, like I yes. love it and I love and them so, so many, much like little inside jokes and like things that you pick up on like when we say we're a something head like I'm not a Friday night's lights head or I'm not a whatever that's Jody and Amanda um I was actually listening to them before I got on here to their 90 day fiance sister wives podcast I didn't even get to the show recap yet because they're still doing the intro which is some of my favorite shit ever Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Amanda Canada Amanda like I just love them so much they're just like two people that I could listen to talk listen to like talk to, about anything and same goes yeah. with Colin and Nick over at Best Supporting Podcast um, yes. they're fucking hilarious because they're they're similar to Amanda and Jody. They're kind of dynamic. How like they have the same sense of humor, but they're also so different at certain things. Like, uh, Nick will be the one that like he'll always go in like loving whatever they're talking about, and, like so excited to talk about it. And Colin will just shit all over it. And oh, uh, I love it. It's so fucking funny. Like Colin is like the Jody say- in that way. He just like oh, shits on everything and makes you realize like. Huh, that actually was oh, maybe pretty that bad. Is garbage. Um, yeah. 
So definitely you know, was, them, um, their after yes. show on their Patreon. I love it because they just talk about like um, things that they enjoyed that week, whether it was like a new song that they heard or a new TV show that they watched or whatever. And also they talk about Housewives a lot, which I love. And also I just love the two of them as people a lot. And um, so them, of course, everybody wants something. Lauren and Sonic, two other people that I love and adore so much i need to start watching degrassi just so i can listen to that they're so fucking funny they those two girls too like their intros before they even get to the thing like they fucking kill me um i love it and also of course lauren is one of my honorary co-hosts at the shore store along with you um what else do i really like watch what crappens obviously any bravo their their vanderpump so. rules recaps i i went back and listened to their them and oh my fucking god they kill them they're incredible okay so i i texted you yesterday and i was like i started watching vanderpump rules mm-hmm. oh my god i hate all of these people is that normal and you're like yes you're supposed to hate all of them they're awful especially the first couple seasons i don't know if i can stand to watch anymore and I think I've done this before. I think I started it and I watched one or two episodes and I was like, I can't. I hate all of these people. I don't know if I can even hate watch them. So, you know, and the show was done in 2013. So I don't know on a hot scale how hot these people were in 2013. The only person that I think is attractive is Stassi. And, but their egos are so inflated. I, I, I'm like, who do you think you are? And they're, they're the best looking waiters and bartenders in all of L.A. Please, you are all so basic. I don't even. Oh, I guess I just. You need to watch. I live in Colorado and like there are so many fucking beautiful people in Colorado. Colorado is one of the fittest states in the U.S., like top fittest states. There's so many beautiful people just like walking around existing here that I'm like, mm. Yeah, but that's not really what Vanderpump Rules is about. Like, yeah, they're all trying to be models and actors and stuff like that. And that, but in the first episode, that's like the littlest talk about how good looking they are over and over again. But that's but you're not. It's like it's like any other show. The first episode is just the pilot episode. Whatever, move Mm on. It's like the how quickly the drama goes. They don't drag anything out drama happens it every single episode there's like explosive drama it goes by so quick i would say seasons like two to five are like perfect reality tv show seasons the first well do you think i could skip the first season and get into two or do i need to watch it you could you could okay like uh so like Colin is one of those people too that's like oh can I just like jump in halfway through or do I have to watch from the beginning like exactly. every time that's I tell him I to, and he's he asked the same thing about Vanderpump and I was like mm. but when I thought about it you could watch season two because it's like well you don't watch Housewives but it's like Housewives where if they're talking about something and you're like what the hell are they talking about they'll show you the flashback you know okay well, and I've heard so much about these characters over the years. Like, I even know that, like, oh, Jax doesn't marry this chick. He marries Brittany. And, like, it, I don't really know who they are, but I know that they got married. Um, but, okay, so I might just skip to season two. But I do have a couple of things to say. Number one, there's no way in hell that Shayna did not know that that guy was married. I'm assuming she's talking about Eddie Cibrian because he left Brandy 
and married Leanne Rhymes, mm-hmm. and it was this whole cheating scandal. So there's no fucking way in hell that this bitch did not, in two years of dating him, Google him and find out that he was already married. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. Okay, so that's the first one. Second one is I completely agree with Shayna when it comes to tip pooling. I hate, hate, will not work in a single place that tips, that pools their tips. Because there's always some lazy motherfuckers that do not work half as hard as you do. And then you have to put all your money together and share it with them. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I'm not about that life. Like nobody ever works. That's the thing about, about waiting tables. People go, why don't you just pay people a living wage? Because I'll make less money. Like, I don't want a living wage. I want you to pay me $9 an hour so I can make 40 Like, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. When I wait tables at the bar all this weekend, I worked like five hours a night. And I came home with over $200 plus my $9 an hour. So I'm making way more money than I would be if you just paid me $15 an hour Stop fucking trying to convince people to pay $15 an hour to waiters and not tip them. Shut up. That's not what we want. We don't want that. That's not why we do this. And, you know, you pull your tips and everybody kind of like chills and like just whatever. It is what it is. Like, fuck that. I want to know that the harder I work, the more money I'm going to make. And that money is mine. I agree with that. I've never worked at a place where they've done that before. That's not really... I mean, I mean, I'm sure they do it at some restaurants, just nothing that I've ever worked at. However, I I worked at one place that did that and I, I was resentful every night about it because I knew that I made $250 and I'm leaving with $206 because other people didn't get as much money as me. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm with you, though, because sucks. because sometimes you'll get somebody that tips you like extremely well and it's because like you went out of your way for them. You deserve mm-hmm. it. Some like you said, somebody could be a slacker and then they're getting half of your good tip. I would rather do yeah. it where everybody. But at the same time, if you have a shitty night, like here's the thing doing shooters at the strip club there would be two sometimes three shooter girls on a night on like a Friday or Saturday night and it's not like like they would break the floor up with the waitresses but with the shooter girls we could go anywhere we wanted we just couldn't both Mm -hmm. be at one table so you could luck out and get the table that's fucking throwing money all night and be like hey I'm gonna give you a G if you sit here and drink all of these shots with us and then say that happens to me and then the other girl on the floor is stuck with the rest of the floor who are tipping her like toonies uh, toonies is a canadian thing but two dollars here and there and she makes 150 at the end of the shift when i just made a grand for literally doing nothing like that makes sense i i i I I definitely see it from both ways yeah, I think it all evens out. Like, I do like the fact that they're reservation-only restaurant and that the servers probably only have two to four tables all night long. Like, they're probably taking care of the same tables all night. So that's interesting. Um, but for me, like, the restaurant that I work in, we just split. We, we take turns. We don't have sections because it's a small restaurant. So we just take turns. It's her turn. It's my turn. It's her turn. It's my turn. And... Um, I only ever work with the same server every night who's actually the front of house manager and it's just the two of us and we both are probably two of the hardest working servers in the restaurant so we don't like 
there's no reaching over her food to get to mine to run. Like, we don't do that shit. If there's food that needs to be run, we run it. If there's drinks, if a customer needs something, if her table needs water, like, we don't care. We're doing it. So I bet, like, if we pulled our tips, we'd probably be fine. But uh, fuck that. I don't want to do that because I would be so resentful every night. Yeah. If I count my tips at the end of the night and I know I made 250 and I'm leaving with less than 250, I'm not happy about it. For sure. And also, I'm pretty sure she makes more money than me every night that we work together. And that wouldn't be fair to her. Would I like to have some of her money? Sure. Is it right for me to take some of her money? No. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I definitely but yeah, I totally agreed with her on that. And that made me not like Stassi. That made me think Stassi's like one of the lazier ones. I might be wrong. Who wants to cash in on other people's tips. I don't know if I'm right about that or wrong. I guess I'll have to jump into season two and find out. Yeah, this shows like the actual working part you is like the least. It's like the least okay. part of my worries with that show. Okay. Because um, that's one of the biggest shows on TV. So there's no fucking way that they actually are working at the restaurant after like season oh, three, right. you know? Yeah. Like, I think so they are, only are work they when they're trying f- to make it look like they're actually working in the restaurant, even all these years later. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like halfway through season seven right now, and some of them still work at the restaurant. Yeah. But maybe they do part time just that's for the filming, thing. I think they, that they work when they're filming. And they're probably making a shit ton of money, even in tips, because people are all excited that it's them. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm I'm so curious how that works because I'm like, when they're working, there's probably lines out the door. Like, how do yeah. they... Well, it's all reservation only. So prob- uh, I get we see just to catch a glimpse of someone. But yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's just reservation only. So. I don't know. I don't know. I like it. I, I thought the, the restaurant itself looked really cool and fancy. Um, I did think it was gross at the beginning because Lisa Vanderpump was like, this restaurant is where you take your wife and sir is where you take your mistress. And I was like, barf, that's fucking gross. <laughs> Good for you. I'm glad you're proud of that. Ew. Yeah. I didn't like that. I don't really like Lisa Vanderpump. I, I haven't seen much of her, but she just doesn't seem very likable to me. Um. But I know people love her. Of all the housewives, Beverly Hills is kind of like and for me um so like I know her but like I'm more I I've seen more of her on Vanderpump Rules than I've seen of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills um and like she's okay like it kind of bugs me that they act like she has like control over them and that she's their boss and stuff like that but at the Mm -hmm. same time like she's She's more so for them to sit with and, like, talk shit about other people and, like, can you know, like, she's not really in the actual, like, juice of the show, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, I will skip to season two and start watching then, and then maybe I'll get hooked and I'll love it and I'll be, like, a Vanderpump head. Season two is fucking insane. Fucking okay. insane. I hope so. I'm excited. I definitely want to watch it. Um, I'm still dying for you to watch the movie Tusk so that we can podcast about it. Um, it is so fucking weird. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm probably going to rewatch it. I like I haven't stopped thinking about it since I saw it. And uh, I've listened to all these podcasts about it. And there's just not a lot of people talking about it. So I think that we need to do it. I think it'll be good. 
I will yeah, ship I'm it down. to you. I will Amazon this shit to you. Do it, because I couldn't find okay. it on any of my streaming things. There's no stream. Okay. I'll figure it out. We'll make it happen, for sure. And then we'll talk about it. It's the weirdest fucking horror movie I've ever seen, you guys. It's called Tusk. came out in 2014. It's got Justin Long, Haley Joel Osment. Um, Johnny Depp is in it in an un... Um, what do they call? Uncredited role. He's in that. So, yeah. We're going to watch it and talk really? about it. Really? Sure. Yep. I don't even think he's in the credits at all. Haley Joel Osment's in it? Yes. Yep. Okay, I'm intrigued. I didn't know that. Okay. I knew yep. it was and Kevin Justin Smith Long. and Justin Long. Yeah, it's based on, I guess, uh, it was a story that Kevin Smith told on his podcast years ago. And people were like crazy about it. And they were like, oh, my God, you have to do something with this. And so he ended up making the movie super cheap. I think maybe like a million, which is nothing when you're making a movie. I'm pretty sure Johnny Depp did not get paid. Um, he just like did it. It, It's crazy. Like, I cannot wait for you to watch it so we can talk about I it. Like, I like, I know the movie. Like, I've seen clips and stuff know, of it. Like, but I I've never, have, like, like, watched it. I have, like, a basic idea of the movie. But once you watch it, like, you're, like, mind blown. And it's crazy. that's one of those movies where people either, like, love that movie or they fucking shit all over it. It's yeah, not. It. There, exactly. There's no in-between with that movie. Exactly. Yeah. So I think uh, I love it. I love it. I and I know a lot of people didn't, but yeah, I'm curious to see what you think. Maybe you'll hate it, and then we can go back and forth about that. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to talk about or suggest or anything? Um, trying to think of like other freaking podcasts that I like. Of course, I don't have my thing open, but it's fine. <laughs> um, obviously, Friday Night Lights. I'm going to be thinking that's one of those shows that like you think about afterwards. At least I do. Um, Yeah. Nothing really. All right. Cool. Okay. Well, you guys make sure you're subscribed to resting bitch face podcast and the shore store. And that is Justine's super fun podcast. I am going to start watching Buckhead shore. Are you doing that on Patreon or on main feed? Uh, I'm doing it on. So they did the first two episodes on the first night and I did the second one on my Patreon. I can just send it to you, okay. obviously. Do you like it so far? Um, No. It's... You don't like the, the Okay, the thing... Yet? I talked about this on my episode, I think. The thing that bothers me about it is that they all went into the house knowing each other. Like, it's the one guy's family's oh, really? lake house. So it's not like... what we love about these shows how it's like strangers getting to know each other anything like that it's not like that it's like there's already drama going into it and they'll show you flashbacks oh fuck that i don't like that it needs to be strangers that's the whole fun you put these people together uh ryan and i even were talking about that last night when we were talking about um naked and afraid so we watched uh we were watching we've watched all the naked and afraid challenges we love that show and then we started to watch this one show that was a wife and husband that they were doing like survival stuff I was like you know what I don't like this as much because I want to see 
strangers come together and see the conflict and the clicks and how they get along or if they hate each other like that's half of the fun Mm -hmm. is to see the personalities mesh and it's the same thing with jersey shore like and buckhead shore they should have brought they should have real worlded that shit and brought random people from all over the country and thrown them together they should have brought someone from new york city somebody from the south somebody from the east coast somebody from kansas like come on it's very staged it's very like uh they went into the show with the storylines already in their head knowing exactly what is gonna play out and i feel like uh sally and salsano and 495 productions i feel like this is what they're trying to do with all of their shows like jersey shore family vacation everything and it's like you're stepping away from what made you what you are which is like just let the fucking real drama play out they're just trying to reproduce it over and over again yeah they're trying to lightning doesn't keep striking with the same setup every time it's like these rich kids like they're all super rich kids like the one guy's dad owns Zaxby's and the one guy's dad owns Magic City and he's like 35 and I'm like why are you on this show you're 35 you're too old to be here so like I have more criticism over like it's it's nothing like Jersey or Florida Shore so don't get like too excited going into it It, I'm very and I was looking forward to it I went in with like open mind everything I'm very disappointed with it yeah, I was going to say the the previews did look pretty good. I had high hopes on it, but well, I'll watch an episode and see what I think and then maybe I'll keep going or not. But Yeah, I think yeah. that they should have I think it's fine what they're doing. Like rich kids getting a reality show is fine, but I think that they should have made it like Siesta Key style where it's like we all know you guys are rich kids and like your family's bought you this TV show. Like, it is what it is. They should have done that instead of putting the Shore name on it because then people go into it with a different expectation, you know? Yeah. I mean, even these survival shows is the same thing. Like, I was making fun of last night as we're watching something and they're like, we're out here in the desert and it's just the two of us and no one else. And I was like, and a camera crew. There's a fucking camera crew there. (laughs) There's like, there's producers in a tent a hundred feet away from it. come on like let's stop pretending like you're not surrounded with like 20 individuals just in case shit goes down and that there's a tent with a medic right next to you like we're not stupid stop treating us like we're stupid tv i know come on that's Please. the thing all reality shows just As have if, to have if the somebody fourth was wall eaten by a jaguar you would air this give me a fucking break yeah exactly <laughs> yeah anyways well that's all i got i love doing these lives with you i think we should absolutely keep doing them maybe like once or twice a month yeah you can figure it out yeah and then you tell all your friends guys follow us on instagram on tiktok tell people what your tiktok is we need to get you some more tiktok followers follow me on tiktok uh justine you need to change your tiktok name justine elizabeth 716 do you have a shore store tiktok no Okay, we need to do that. We need to make that happen. Faux show. We'll see. Okay. When when I post videos, they get interaction. I just yeah. don't ever post. Well, post and uh, we'll make it happen. Okay. And then we'll be live on, then we'll just have to have like five phones and we'll be live on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, TikTok. Yeah, right. Let's do this shit. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Thank you for listening and for watching. And we will see you later. Bye. Bye.